All right. All right, I'm on the screen. Okay. Hello, everyone. Tyler Bryden here, of course. Uh, it's a Saturday morning here today. You should have been doing these on Fridays. Uh, but just had a lot of work to do this week, and so I uh, pushed it back. had a nice workout this morning uh, and relaxing a little bit more. And just I, I actually enjoy it. I think I'm in a, a better mood uh, to do this. Don't have that much to do. I do have some household duties calling me, but we'll put those to the side for a bit. And uh, I actually missed last week as well too, so I'm falling behind quickly. Uh, I'm not stopping this though. I was listening to uh, someone the other day, and they were saying that like the average podcast, I think, only makes it through like like I think like 90% don't make it past like 10 episodes or 13 episodes. And uh, I'm not going to be that uh, kind of person. I'm going to continue on, and I really enjoy doing this. I'm not doing this for uh, really any, you know, exposure. You know, not really just like I don't want a bunch of exposure for this. I'm really just trying to connect with some people and not even necessarily a large amount of people, just the the, the right people. And so, um, you know, and not only that, I think this has been a great arena for me to, to, to test some ideas, um, obviously to practice speaking, and uh, I'm working on a pretty interesting project that's taking a lot of um, what's coming out of this time where we're creating so much content and uh, it's constantly streaming, um, a really interesting way to capture that information and, uh, and get some feedback. So uh, I'm going to be sharing more about that in the future. Um, that is in development mode right now. And one thing that I've been really excited about is uh, actually getting some more time to to focus on development and actually actually explore what more complex applications uh, looks like. And, you know, I originally came out of Fanshawe, which is um, for you who are not here, uh, in my, I guess my local vicinity is, the, uh, is a college here in London, Ontario. And we did interact, I did interactive media design and production. And that was a really great course, but it was really spread across all the disciplines within sort of interactive media. And so programming had a big piece. We learned some obviously HTML, CSS, uh, PHP, and some JavaScript, and a little bit of jQuery as well too, although they uh, discouraged us from learning jQuery. And I, you know, sort of had started my own business at this time. I was coming off to some uh, difficult period in my life and I just didn't really dedicate the time that I wanted to actually learning that stuff. And when I got into the business, um, I really started to go obviously for things that I could build that were simple to build. And so I really ended up on, um, obviously on podcasting. And so And sorry, I that that was completely out of place. I was hearing, I was hearing some background from my uh, my headphones. I don't know how I got to podcasting from that uh, from that comment. Apologize. Uh, I just I didn't want the, the feedback to be back in the microphone there. So uh, I just didn't get the dedication to development that I wanted, and and I focused on not podcasting. I focused on WordPress, a very simple application to build. Um, just to build sites, get them out, um, pretty easy to build. There were some visual composers, and then I was going in and really getting a crash course in how to screw up on servers, how to um, get into what many people considered a very messy file structure and code structure of WordPress, and 
I really pounded my way through that for a bit, but I didn't necessarily fully comprehend what I was doing. I was really doing it out of survival, and uh, and I, I really pushed through some of that stuff that I'm, I'm happy because it's it's taught me, um, it, you know, it's it's laid a foundation for me now coming back to uh, to more of a development environment. It's it's given me just there's that nuance of knowing something for a couple of years and sort of processing it. And I think that's why so many people have had success learning when they're younger and then you know keeping that is just a, a beautiful thing that's in the back of the head that feels so natural um, I'm a little bit late getting into development so it doesn't feel quite that way but as I'm increasingly doing more stuff obviously online with my business with websites with Google Tag Manager AdWords all this stuff I'm getting to understand much more about um, obviously the development of sites more just the infrastructure of the web how content is delivered and now I'm much more on this path of being able to um, you know, take events that are happening from users and make other things happen. And that's what I'm really excited about. Uh, excited about is that interactivity and, and that just the opportunity that provides you, that personalization and just the engagement. It really, it really makes a great user experience. And uh, I'm really excited to be on my way, not there yet, but starting to be capable of building these things and so I'm exploring obviously a lot of JavaScript right now uh, React Native, um, React JS and, and then obviously Node.js and learning some of that stuff as well too and uh, it, you know I've gotten through a lot I, I'm really excited about that I've been implementing Git into my workflow and I've been developing an application that's doing some pretty cool stuff so again I'm really excited to share that with you guys that won't be for a bit um, but uh, I, I really do look forward to that and it's going to be a, I think a, a really one of the next steps in my chapter and I'm hoping that this is uh, something that I can bring to more people and, and be a really valuable tool so uh, this week first week of September Labor Day uh, weekend it was, it was a crazy week it was a really really crazy week um, I guess the first thing that I'll talk about from this week, and I have a little video here. I'm hoping this is gonna work properly. I'm like, right screen, I've got all my setups here. And, uh, right screen, yeah, here we go. A lot of things, a lot of things at once here. So I think if I play this audio, you guys are going to see this. So just to set this up a little bit, this is uh, looking at the recommended things. They say never to like put your stuff online, like my YouTube. You can see like my YouTube icon and stuff here. I don't really think too much is going to happen from it, but it always just makes me nervous that <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to share some revealing information. But to set this up, this is Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, and Kavanaugh is Donald Trump's second nominee to the Supreme Court. He uh, also put in Neil Gorsuch, and this is a, this is American politics. I don't know why. I just love American politics. I maybe uh, you know I consider it almost obviously like the, a reality show for myself, but it just has such an impact on the rest of the world. And and you know I'm obviously a big redditor and and so much engagement and so many people and so many just so many opinions and stuff going on that I just I can't not be engaged I can't not watch it and so um, 
And it, I mean, I think just, just concerned citizen. I'm Canadian, and we're having we're having clashes with the president of the United States right now. Um, as I've gotten a little bit older, I've been, I finally, I think, understood and recognized more the importance of engaging with, with your community. Um, you know, just being a part of politics, understand what's happening, voting, and uh, and just being part and hopefully contributing to building a better. Um, society at large, obviously starting at a local level, but hopefully worldwide and uh, obviously at a national state too. But so I mean, I guess I've been I, so I've been following this stuff. I've I've obviously been watching, and this was a pretty crazy week. And this was not just you know I mean every goddamn week is crazy. All this stuff is crazy, but this was really this was really weird. And uh, so this is Kavanaugh, Brad Kavanaugh. People, a lot of people don't like his name, Brad. I don't care about that. Uh, but to give you a little bit more context of this, I guess the backstory: at the end of Obama's term, there was the opportunity for them to print uh, a Supreme Court judge in. And McConnell, Mitch McConnell, and the Republicans did something extraordinary and sort of just—I don't even know—they went nuclear on the Democrats putting that. Uh, putting that uh, judge into the Supreme Court, and the, really their argument was that is a it is a voting it is a voter's year. If you if the you know if there are, is a vote coming up, we should wait until we hear the um, the voice of the people and, and what they want. And so, great, we 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 delay the pick. I believe Merrick Garland was the name, very qualified Democratic judge. Uh, and this was actually going to basically, I believe at this point, and I should have, I should have looked at this, tie the um, sort of tie the conservative Democratic split on that Supreme Court. And this new pick that's coming in now with the Trump actually putting two in, they are now going to have uh, an advantage basically all the time. And uh, this is the Supreme Court. So there's a really, really big decisions that happen here. It's like, you know, think of the same thing as Canada, the Supreme Court of, uh, of Canada, making like massive decisions that, you know, even, you know, parts of rewriting constitution, all this stuff that makes a big impact on the citizens of, of the nation. And especially in the U.S., and I should know this in, in Canada, but it's a lifetime appointment. So Brett Kavanaugh, if he is appointed into the Supreme Court, he will be in there for a lifetime. Neil Gorsuch is in there for a lifetime. There is a process for impeachment, but that's a, a pretty big a pretty big process and it's definitely not going to be happening while Republicans are in party, I can tell you that. So this sort of sets up this week. This was the hearing of uh, of Kavanaugh and really at this point the Democrats in the US can do nothing. This, this guy is going to get in uh, they have majority. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter. But the Democrats, uh, I'm glad to see put up sort of a fight for the first time in a more aggressive fight than I've seen from them in a long time. And I think it's because this is a really concerning moment in our uh, in our, just the democracy of the world. And that was pretty apparent that other people felt the same way. And so just to play this, and I hope this works properly.
So, for uh, anyone watching, uh, th this happened basically the entire time. And, you know, <laughs> from the very start of it, first of all, the Democrats just went, um, like, right away, we're like, you know, Grassley, the Republican guy, stop talking. We're interrupting this. We've got some stuff to say. We've got some questions to go, and and we're we wanted to delay this hearing, and uh, protesters bursting in. Like literally, it was I was watching, and it was really weird. I guess I, I felt so compelled to watch this, and so it was on C-SPAN all day. It was just streaming live, and I'm gonna actually put a picture of where are you, Brett. Let's get a look at you. Uh, back up. There's Kamala. That's grass. Where are you? Here he is. This is the fine fellow here, and uh, and so like every you know every fifteen minutes, this was just happening. Like uh, people who I don't know why they were in there, uh, were they like undercover? I don't really exactly know, but we're just like bursting out and just like screaming, and then the cops grabbed them, drag them out, and everyone everyone's all looking and stuff, and they're screaming like about. Uh, abortion and I'm going to get onto that uh, as, as well too and just uh, you know how much of a sham of democracy this this process specifically really has been and so um, to illuminate that a little bit more I don't know these exact numbers but through you know just like anything if someone's getting security clearance if you're going to be the supreme court for the rest of your life you have to go through a vetting process and they're going back and looking at all your documents they're looking at all this you know especially when you're a judge and he's been a judge for many years um, what were your decisions that you made how did you make those decisions are there any you know red flags on your record that means that we shouldn't be um, trusting you as a, um, a neutral representative in the supreme court who's going to make judgments for the best of, uh, of the country and and so you would think this would be in the form of a lot of documents this is true I would think there was hundreds of thousands of documents emails rulings opinions he wrote a book at some point uh, and what was really crazy was that the Republicans didn't basically release those. Those uh, were those documents were taken, I believe, on an executive order from the president uh, and removed and not supplied. And so there's about a hundred thousand documents, I believe, missing uh, from Brett Kavanaugh's Bush years, which he considers, which he called the most formative years of his life. Um, and no one has access to that. And then there was another 42,000 pages of documents that they actually did release. Good job, guys. Um, but they released it about, uh, you know, at mid, you know, the midnight before the actual hearing started. And so, um, you know, obviously the, the Democrats, uh, and I mean, even the like, they had no time to process this information. Uh, and really, this all set up for just a crazy week in, uh, in, <laughs> for the Supreme Court confirmation. Like, this was streaming, I think, three three days of the week. First day, this guy didn't even talk. Second day, he started talking, and that, you know, that, that was crazy enough. I think I saw... Oh, no, this isn't it, but... Okay, I was going to pull this up quick, and this is going to get me... I think this is going to get me uh, in trouble from YouTube, but it's just such an, an important thing to watch. Have you ever discussed... Special Counsel Mueller or his investigation with anyone? Well, it's uh, in the news every day. I... Have you discussed it with anyone? Uh, with other judges, I know. 
Have you discussed Mueller or his investigation with anyone at Kasowitz, Benson, and Torres, the law firm founded by Mark Kasowitz, President Trump's personal lawyer? Uh, Be sure about your answer, sir. Uh, well, I'm not remembering, but if you have something you want to... Are you certain you've not had a conversation with that. anyone at that law firm? Kasowitz, Benson, and yeah. Torres, which is the law firm founded by Mark Kasowitz, yeah. who is President Trump's personal lawyer. Are you, have you had any conversation about Robert Mueller or his investigation with anyone at that firm? Yes or no? Well, is there a person you're talking about? I'm asking you a very direct question, yes or no? I need to know the. Uh, I'm not sure I know everyone who works at that law firm. I don't think you need to. I think you need to know who you talked with. Who'd you talk to? I don't think I. I I'm not remembering, but I'm, I'm happy to be refreshed. Or if you want to tell me who you're thinking so are who you, works. I, are you saying that with all that you remember, you have an impeccable memory? You've been. Yeah. So I think that's enough of that. But just a. You know, I think just a, a f amazing moment here. Like this guy, this guy, basically uh, throughout this hearings, Democrats were actually leaking documents, and a big part of this was well, Kamala Harris, but um, Cory Booker, who has been on Bill Maher before, uh, seems like a fantastic guy, and he really took a stand and released a bunch of these documents because this has really shown. And what's crazy about this is this guy has basically perjured, perjured himself on you know during these confirmation hearing i believe you know multiple multiple times and the republicans are of course you know um, determined to push this through it's just like it, it, you can feel it the dem democracy is not there the democracy is not there in these hearings i'm glad we have people like kamala harris honestly if i'm I'm looking at this from a Democratic side. I, I would love to see her run for, for president. And there's a couple other people who are, you know, I think potential people on the Democratic side who um, are, are are front runners. Just to pull up quickly here, this is that, uh, this is Booker, this guy here. I really like him, and he has quite the exchange with Kavanaugh here. But this Kamala Harris, like, I just think she is such such a fiery lady. I love her so much, and uh, she's that practical. She's articulate. She's she's fierce. She stands up for herself. She stands up for the people. And uh, I, I, I'm a simple Canadian man, but I would I would love to see uh, her, and I think she could bring back a lot of respect for the United States, which unfortunately is is much needed right now. So I think I'm done with that stuff. It was really interesting. I, I would, you know, just say to look into this stuff because it is so wild what's going on right now. And, and again, this is not just in the U.S. This is impacting. To watch the, you know, the threads of democracy being pulled apart from the seams is uh, it's quite a, quite a thing to watch. So I'm going to go on to something a little bit lighter that I thought was just an important, important thing. I gotta put my headphones back on for this. 
this was not important, but this was uh, a culture. Uh, this was a cultural moment this week that uh, I, I think will not be forgotten. And uh, I'm going to get banned for this. So is that a joint? Or is it a cigar? No. Okay. It's um, marijuana it's inside weed. of uh, tobacco. Oh, okay. So it's like posh, pot, tobacco, yeah. posh. You never had that? Yeah, I think I tried one once. Come on, man. <laughs> you probably can't because stockholders, right? I mean, it's legal, right? It's totally legal. Okay. How does that work? Do people get upset at you if you do certain things? There's uh, tobacco and marijuana in there. That's all it is. The, the combination of tobacco and marijuana is wonderful. First turned on to it by Charlie Murphy and then reignited by Dave. <laughs> so there's a couple of things that I just think I have uh, to unpack. Exactly. First of all, Elon Musk is obviously uh, just uh, I mean, a crazy, alcohol. crazy character. And I'm going to put this on mute. But like just to hear him talking, to see him in an extended interview for this long, and like just just you know rogan has this way of opening people up and <laughs> like he was really stiff in the beginning but to see him progress get more comfortable with rogan uh he had like a samurai sword at one point obviously smoking a joint um it's it was just such a fascinating moment that you get and this is this is where that power of internet comes together power of podcasting power of of YouTube in this regard you don't get access to a, a, a person like this in a normal day-to-day -day life and a couple you know years ago the only time you would see people like this who are this successful this brilliant was through you know obviously seeing them on TV and short edited clips and segments or of course just I mean seeing them in person and bumping the person or going to see them live now we have access to long-form conversations from some of the most brilliant minds of our generation and it's a really just really powerful thing and so um, for anyone who's interested in technology and I think just knowing that this guy this is a guy who is you know really trying to make a difference in the world whether that's working out perfectly for him or not, that is to be debated. If people, you know, have had some problems with him, he's been doing some weird stuff. And I mean, obviously, I think I'd be a pretty stressed guy if he was Elon Musk as well, too. But um, he, he's worth listening to, and it's a very, very interesting conversation. One of the uh, one of the best ones I've seen here, and and just a, a very intense cultural moment, I think, to see Elon Musk come and do something like this. So. Uh, Something that came out of this, though, that I thought um, was, and one sec, I'm actually going to go back. I'm just going to pull back to this one big piece on this Kavanaugh court that I just saw in my notes here. There are a couple things, uh, a couple rules, a couple judgments, and one of the big ones I was talking about, the protesters coming in, was Roe versus Wade, and that was um, basically allowing women to get abortions and not stopping you know, from, you know abortions birth control and really you know allowing women to take control of their own bodies and this was a really important piece of legislation law that went into place and um, obviously we don't want to see 
us go back in time. And so this Kavanaugh, a lot of people think of him as a traditionalist. Um, he's very literal with um, with the constitutions and, and the writings of the laws. And he relies heavily on precedent. Uh, sometimes that precedent has been shown for him to be pretty specifically cherry-picked so that he could make his case and in most cases overturn or, or rule in favor of corporate or Republican interests. So we're back to Elon here. Elon smoked that weed uh, and within, I believe, I don't know if it's the same day, the next day, Tesla lost 9% of its value. Uh, based on its market cap of $45 billion, this interview and that 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 little smoke that he just did that cost Elon Musk Elon Musk forty million dollars. That's a lot of damn money, man. And this is something I'm gonna pull. Uh, I'm gonna shift away from here for a second, just while I pull this up. But this is a problem, and. One that, one that I'm, uh, one that I uh, is just really sort of like just sort of sad to be honest. Like there is no need for someone who is contributing that much to to the world, to the planet, who uh, is making a difference. You know, it doesn't have the ability to do something small like that. Um, you know, smoking marijuana legal in California, you know, he's obviously got a bunch of conservative old money invested in Tesla and they're pissed that they see this guy and they probably think it's the devil's lettuce and he's going crazy. But look at these headlines, like, like there's no wonder that this guy's stressed out and there's no wonder that he talks about taking his company private, stuff that he's dealing with. It's ridiculous just for small acts like that. Um, and this is where that stigma of marijuana, that perception of marijuana, something that I've struggled with myself, comes into play. And it's a, I think it's a really detrimental thing. A couple things, though. Take a hit. Love is the answer. Some hilarious memes have actually spawned from this. Uh, Fox News, or sorry, not even Fox News, CNN. Did I say Fox News? She just looks like such a Fox News thing. That's a horrible bias by me to say this. Um, CNN, uh, Elon Musk drinks, smokes weed, wields flamethrower. Like, it's just so, like, this is the time that we're in. Um, and it's just, it's, it's such an overreaction. It's retarded. So uh, I have a couple other things that I just wanted to pull up. One of them was this beautiful thing. Went and saw this last night. Crazy Rich Asians. What a movie. Man, I don't know what it was, what specifically got me about this movie. I cried like five times. Not like full big cries, but there's just some emotional moments in the movie that I didn't really expect. And, um, you know, for me, what I, I, I just, I love seeing was this amazing cultural representation of Asia that wasn't, you know, reduced to stereotypes. And I know a lot of people obviously, 
you know, looking at them, they're speaking English and they have English accents. But it's still an important, it's still important to see, and it's still you know a full um, Asian cast and and to, to understand the way that that their parents look more at um, you know more at their children's obligations as as that obligations and not about finding your passion and the pressure that's getting put on uh, a lot of Asian uh, students and young people and I just really really was uh, a beautiful movie romantic comedy obviously but some really funny moments some great uh, um, like little cameos and moments Ken, Ken Jong, what's his name Ken Jong was in here uh, and just it, it was a really good mo- uh, movie and, and also beautifully shot as well too which I was um, like you know we sort of had the choice between Mission Impossible and uh, Crazy Rich Asians like we made the right choice and uh, you know you think that you're going in to see the action movie that's what you want to go see in the big screen but to see some shots of Singapore and to see some of the beauty that they did and the aesthetic of the movie was uh, was fantastic um, to bring it back though I wanted to bring it back and I'm scattering a little bit over the place because I didn't want to pull this up right away but back to old Elon's little thing here The stigma of drug use is um, is really yeah it's, it's detrimental to to society. Uh, as Elon Musk said on this podcast, he's drinking alcohol there, whiskey, having some drinks during the conversation. He's not going to lose nine percent of his stock shares for, uh, or not, not not his shares, but nine percent of the value of his stocks based on that. It's a drug, and, and and you know what the one the interesting thing about alcohol is it's one of the only drugs that really really actually causes some violence and anger. And I'm sorry, we got some people moving up here uh, today. It sounds like, and and so that's been a drug that's been as Elon said grandfathered in, and so there's not a lot of controversy when people are using that, and it's really pervasive in society we go to drink we go to do drugs and we talk about these injection sites and really um, you know they're saying why do we go why do we allow a place to come in and and let people um, consume drugs just just willy-nilly that's what bars are that's what restaurants are that are serving alcohol it's the same thing it's a drug just like many things everything that goes in our body can have an impact on our on our on our body and so and so these these are all drugs. They're all stimulants. They all have an impact. And uh, weed specifically um, gets a lot of stigma, along with obviously psychedelics. But weed is, has been a big one, and I'm glad to see that it's coming around. Something that I've really struggled with as a business owner, as a person who's even had some some mental health problems in the past, is that I am uh, a marijuana enthusiast. I love it. I, I enjoy it. I think it's it helps me a lot. Um, it's hindered me in some places in my life, but my relationship has gotten much better with it. And I think I actually use it to um, improve my, you know, improve my performance, uh, decrease anxiety, uh, even give me some focus in, in an odd way, and really allow me to be more creative and, and get, sometimes help me get into a little bit more flow of work. And 
So I actually got my medical marijuana license. Uh, a lot of people might think that's weird because legalization is coming and who cares, but to me there was an important validation in, in getting this. And um, and so I went through, met up with the doctor, um, you know, talked about everything that, you know, all the sort of, if I'm on a medication, what symptoms do I have? I had some problems with concussions and hockey. Uh, he actually, you know, gave me some good advice, said look at some CBD stuff, um, and and then passed me to basically an educator. And so now I am officially approved and registered. They set you up with a supplier. This is my supplier, which I think is just a, is, is great. They seem like nice. I have not ordered any yet, um, but it's pretty like it's pretty cool to see that, that there's a system set up in place. Now with this, say I, um, you know, I could cross a uh, provincial border with this. Um, not that I'm going to, I'm not coming with that guys, but I'm just saying that there are some, some things that getting your medical license that is still even more legitimate than like just being legalized. And for me, I was so scared about the, the stigma, what people would say about me, you know, you know, it's the fact that I use marijuana and not extensively, but you know, just, just to, and for enjoyment at night and, and things. And, and I just, what if, you know, what if, you know, what if other business owners, you know, see, or what if, um, you know, potential, um, you know, investors, if I'm doing something later down the road, just family and friends, all these, all the stigma that surrounds it really creates a lot of shame and guilt for a lot of people. And weed is, uh, is a plant, it's a medicine for a lot of people. We've seen some of the science behind this stuff now, um, and that is only increasing. More information is coming out about how beneficial this stuff can be. A lot of times I don't even like the psychoactive part of marijuana. I like the CBD component. I like the part that reduces my anxiety and is therapeutic. And it's, it's important to, to talk about this stuff we need to reduce the stigma of marijuana, but we need to reduce, reduce the stigma of drugs in general. And there's a lot of debate right now where we are in, um, you know, about these injection clinics, about how people are consuming drugs, about what our role is in helping these people um, who are consuming drugs and, um, you know, in, in subsidizing it. All these conversations are really happening right now. And uh, it's important to remember that Drug users aren't necessarily bad. They're not uh, unmotivated. They're not necessarily addicted to some of the drugs at some times. And then of course there are. There's people who are suffering. There's people who are struggling with addiction. There's people who need help. And we need to find that balance. We need to be able to serve both sides uh, of that spectrum, all sides of that spectrum. So this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna wrap up and I think just you know, to continue that note uh, with the stigma of drug use, stigma of, you know, uh, just mental health in general. Uh, we lost a very important person uh, this week, and that was Mac Miller. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. Uh, Mac Miller was, Mac Miller's 26 years old, and he and died of an overdose uh, yesterday. This was shocking news for a lot of people. Uh, I've been an avid fan of Mac Miller's for a long time. He's the same age as me, but he blew up very young. I remember, you know, listening to him, I think, late high school, university. I got to go see him in concert, and he was just 
was an amazing performance. I really admired him as an artist. I admire how hard he worked to get there. And I, what I respected most about Mac Miller was the way, you know, he entered as a f white boy frat rapper who was, you know, talking about Donald Trump and smoking weed and kids and all this stuff. And he, he, he progressed and he transformed and he evolved like, uh, a lot, like a lot of artists struggle to do and he learned how to produce and he learned how to sing a bit and he used to he, he figured out how to put different styles and sounds together and, and harmonize his voice and um, I really admire the experimental um, side of, of Mac Miller it was obvious you know it was pretty obvious to me that Mac Miller had gone through some difficult times he struggled with fame he struggled with addiction for a long time and that was very transparent on some of his music faces in particular um, but his last album swimming which uh, is just a fantastic album and uh, I'm actually gonna see if I can pull actually I have it right here I'll pull this up quickly um, you know he was he was an important artist to me thoughts from a balcony I recommend it if you listen if you're ever going through a difficult time he had some beautiful moments in music and some things that really touched me and resonated with me and and uh, connected me in a, in a way that uh, not a lot of other artists did and I think part of that is obviously you know being the same age being a, a white young white male um, who, who loves hip-hop sometimes um, they're you know you feel like as uh, for myself as such an avid hip-hop listener um, sometimes I feel like I'm encroaching on a culture or I'm um, you know necessarily not as respected I think that's changed in a lot of ways but um, there was always that piece and I obviously um, there's a lot of identity that Mac Miller has that I have as well too and, and I really and of course obviously the, the transparent vulnerable moments in his music and his struggle with mental health and addiction which have been part of my life as well too and so Mac Miller has uh, just some really beautiful music I'm going to get in trouble for this as well, too, but I'm, it's Creative Commons or whatever, right? Uh, let's pull this up. See if I can get it. Probably causing some frames to drop. Let's pull this up here. Cause an angel's supposed to fly I ain't asking why no more No, I take it if it's mine I'll stay inside the lines It ain't 2009 no more Yeah, I know what's behind that door Okay, you gotta jump in to swim Yeah The light was dim in this life of sin Now every day I wake up and breathe Yeah I don't have it all, but that's alright with me Take it nice and easy Took a flight to see me Send you back home with a light that's beaming. My whole team about to figure it out. We ice cold, that's what winter about. And sometimes, sometimes, I wish I took a simpler route. Instead of having demons that's as big as my house. Mm -hmm. Have a ball with it dribbling and bounce. Cause the party ain't over till they're kicking me out. Yeah, isn't it funny we can make a lot of money? Buy a lot of things just to feel a lot of ugly. Yeah. I was yay high and muddy, looking for what was looking for me, but I don't need to lie no more, nowadays all I do is shine, take a breath and ease my mind, yeah, she don't cry no more, she tell me that I get her high cause an angel's supposed to fly, I ain't asking why no more, 
Oh no, I take it if it's mine, I don't stay inside the lines It ain't 2009 no more I know what's behind so, that door Yeah, just a beautiful song by him And, you know, you can tell from some of those lyrics though You know, I wish I took a simpler route and some, instead of having demons that's as big as my house and you know talking about people making a bunch of money but not necessarily being happy and so you know at one point in my life I, I remember wanting to be Mac Miller that was that was the dream that was what I wanted and to see um, you know someone that you admired in so many ways to really um, you know just not end up you know happy where he deserved to be and uh is now gone from this world it's is a really sad thing so didn't want to end it on too somber of a note but take care of yourself guys if you're struggling with addiction if you're struggling with mental health make sure that you're taking care of yourself and make sure that you're having uh the conversations that you need whether that's with um you know that's with family and friends whether that's with a therapist or with whether that's a stranger, someone that you've connected with who's helping you out. So uh, I'm done for this week. Uh, I hope you guys have a great week and uh, look forward to coming back and hopefully we've got some uh, some good news coming our way.